0: And welcome to the DC United Kingdom podcast. This is season three, I almost said season two, but it's season three, and this is episode two. Um, As you'll see alongside me, I have got our new head coach, Hernan Lasada. Welcome to the show, and welcome to the club, more importantly. Thank you, thanks a lot. Pleasure to me to be in your show. It's an absolute honor um, to have the head coach of a club on. It's something that is just absolutely insane. it's, it's madness getting players on, but to have the head coach like yourself is fantastic. And especially when you've only recently joined as well. Um, as we've just briefly spoke about, you've uh, arrived in D.C. on Wednesday. How has it been since you've arrived?
1: Well, due to all these protocols and rules, uh, most of my time at the hotel, uh, going to the club for, for two COVID tests uh, on Friday and this morning, in the meanwhile, trying to do some work uh, from my room hotel, some video calls, uh, trying to search my new home. Uh, so looking forward to hopefully starting from tomorrow, uh, being at the club and meeting in person, my staff and all the people working for the club.
0: Yeah. So you've had a little bit of fresh air then.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Have you, I mean, this you've answered the next question, which is have you had a chance to explore the city, but obviously not due to COVID? What kind of things are you looking forward to actually getting out into the city? Is there any sort of particular landmarks, or are you, are you looking to do this kind of standard touristy stuff? Um, uh, no, I,
1: I hope I can jump in very soon in that uh, tourist bus where shows me around the city. I think that's one of the best ways to to get to know the city. But uh, as far as I could check, uh, there's a lot of green. Uh, the Putomat uh, River is crossing, a uh, good landscape, uh, good monuments, a lot of museums to visit. Yes. Uh, so, very exciting city. And I love big cities. I'm coming from Buenos Aires, that's where I was born. Uh, I've been living in Santiago de Chile, uh, I've been living in Brussels. So I'm am a city guy and I really like to to live in big cities like this one.
0: It's absolutely fantastic. I've only unfortunately I've only been there twice in my life, but both times it's been absolutely fantastic. And like last time I was there was during sort of the springtime, so when the cherry blossoms are out. So you've got that to look forward to. Um, it's and what always gets me about DC is how quiet it is as well it's considering it's a capital city of a huge nation
1: it's so yeah, quiet yeah, it's beautiful. i i i never been so much outside uh, until now but also due to COVID, it seems to be a lot of less traffic and a lot of less people outside than normal but yeah. i can imagine how beautiful the city can be in summertime uh yeah. so <laughs> let's hope the weather change real quick and <laughs> We have a little bit more of temperature because it's it's quite cold right now.
0: Yeah, I did notice it was, it's like five or six degrees Celsius, which I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. I'm not a Fahrenheit <laughs> kind of guy, but um, it's similar to over here. And I, it's a bit cold. Yeah, yeah um, it's
1: cool, It's cold outside. But uh, I, I think soon we will have uh, better temperatures and better weather to, to train and to play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully less COVID as well. That would be nice. Um, yeah so you've only been here a few days have you had any favorite moments yet i know it's it's short and it hasn't even been a week yet but how has the hotel wi-fi been
1: my my favorite (laughs) moment until now was friday when i when i had my COVID test at the stadium and i could see the stadium live i have to say it's completely different than in video or or in, in in pictures uh being live it's 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 beautiful it's much bigger than what, what i expected and yeah. and everything is is new it's brand new it's a new stadium new new facilities new structure so looking forward to be the manager in that beautiful stadium
0: oh it's absolutely stunning and what you'll notice as well when we've actually got fans back at the ground is the atmosphere is absolutely fantastic. Even though it's completely open, it's mm. really loud. It is really, really loud. I was there um, in the sports section back in April of 2019, and it was just something else. I I was expecting the noise just to, to disappear into the air, but no, mm. it was good. Uh, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, I hear. I hear
1: about. I hear about the atmosphere. So yeah, uh, hopefully, the fans can come real quick and real soon to, yeah. to all stadiums. I think soccer is a completely other sport with or without fans in the stands. So let's hope uh, that change very real quick.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to ask about what it's like to manage when there's no fans in the ground because you obviously you've been where there has been fans in the ground and now you go to where there's no fans in the ground. What was that change like? How much yeah. of a notice change did you notice?
1: Massive change, Uh, uh, not only for me, also for the players. Um, To give you an example, we play uh, beginning of March uh, uh, 2020, the promotion final to promote from second division to first division in Belgium in a full stadium. Um, And in July, we play the return final in an empty stadium. Uh, And that was like, uh, like a completely different atmosphere. It really seems to be a friendly game uh, instead of a competition game. But you were playing for promotion, the, the final game. So uh, at the start, was kind of difficult to find the right words to, to motivate the players, to let them know how important the games still are without the fans, because you get that impression of yeah of friendly games. So yeah. it's, it's real weird at, in the beginning. Now I have to say at the end, I was a little bit more used to it. Uh, but we all know that motivation and emotions because soccer is emotions yeah. uh, are, are completely different without fans in the stands.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree. It's I'm looking forward to being able to go back to a football ground and just cheering and getting back to Ivy Field again. I know it's a long way away for me, but I can't wait to get back out there and just be a, in the support section. And just getting that beer shower, because one thing I do want to note, note on this. So the fans like to throw their beer in the air whenever there's a goal scored. Now, I've noticed you your recent result. Well, your results since you've been a manager, there's been plenty of goals. <laughs> you're gonna need a lot of beer. <laughs> you will need a lot of beer. There's gonna be you're gonna be making money for DC here with the amount of refills. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, I just want to touch on that because um in the games I think you've managed in 42 games I was researching earlier, only nine times has there ever been just a single goal match. And you've never been in a game where there's been a nil-nil draw. Is there any particular reason for that? Is it just the way you set out your team, that you're just going to outscore the opponents? What, what is it?
1: Yeah, the reason is basically that the moment we are leading the game, uh, by one goal, we keep on going for the second goal. Uh, uh, I have difficulties, and I also had those difficulties as a soccer player uh, when I was playing uh, to play to don't concede. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to play to score. I think soccer is and has to be entertainment, and and it's about uh, entertaining the the fans uh, in the stands. So. Basically, that's the reason. When we were leading, we went for the second goal. When we were losing, we played all or nothing, uh, going for the victory. And when it was a draw, we were never satisfied with the draw. And sometimes went well, sometimes went wrong. But I'm quite sure that at the end of the road, uh, three points in one game is the same as three draws. Uh, hmm. So with one game, you are... Uh, the same than, than, than making three ties, and and a victory is is, is yeah it means a lot, uh, but you need to go for it and you need to play for the victory and I think that's a little bit the explanation and that's why sometimes you saw such a big scores for five, the best five. and for, for yeah for the best and for the bad uh, and. I need to find the balance. Uh, that's up to me. But uh, on the long term, I think you get reward when you take that kind of risk going full for the victory.
0: Yeah. I mean, you rightly say football, or soccer is entertainment. And when you've got a 5-5 five, five draw in there, that's entertaining. It's a draw, but that is entertaining.
1: Yeah. Ten goals yeah. in one game. That's- yeah, that was that was something i never had before even even as a soccer player i never i never had uh, something like that before uh, that game we were losing uh, 0-2 after after 10 minutes uh, we came back 3-2 uh, then we were losing again 4-3 it was was a crazy game but just because we are both teams both teams going going full for the for the victory and then you get those kind of spectacles yeah
0: All right. You you you're speaking to a club that over the last sort of few seasons there's been a few goals. It's been defensive, so the fact that you're coming in with all this passion about scoring goals, it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, let's try to find the players who are going to score all those goals because uh, that wasn't a, a, an easy mission for DC United the last couple mm. of years. But yeah, but I'm sure that has to be something collective. Uh, you don't need to be always expecting the same guy scoring. Uh, goals can come from defenders on set pieces, yep. can come from infiltrations from the midfield, or can come from forwards or attacking attacking stri- uh, players. So it's just about finding the right balance and uh, the more players who can be involved uh, in those attacking situations, the more chances to to score goals.
0: That's kind of logical, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another thing I want to know about the way you set up your games is I've noticed that you generally don't go with a four-back formation. You tend to either go with three at the three at the back or even five at the back. Is that something that you'll we'll see going forward with DC United, or have you not quite decided on that yet?
1: Uh look to play back four or back three, you need the, the players for you need the roster, and yep. you are uh, you have to adapt to the profile of players you have at, at this moment and Uh, I don't know. That's something I need to evaluate. Uh, That's something I need to see. What's the best for this roster? What's the best for this United? If I have the players four, I have a a light um, uh, preference for a back three or back five, you name it. Yep. But uh, if not, I'm a flexible coach. uh, I play many games with back four and I don't have any problems to play in a back four formation. So we will see what's the best for for this squad at this moment with DC.
0: Cool. And with I'm guessing you've had a chance to look at who we've got briefly, albeit. Have you found anywhere that we can improve? Have you identified any key areas that we need to strengthen in?
1: Well, all the areas could, could be better. Uh, defensively, I think we're gonna need an extra centre back uh, on the midfield. The kind of profile, box to box, maybe it's missing. And offensive wise, well, uh, a scorer. But the 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 fact that the last years we didn't have a, a big scorer in our ranks doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Maybe it could be one of the players that it's already in our roster who became a top scorer due to our new way of play. So yeah. the ideal situation would be to get one transfer or one new player per line. Uh, but if it's not the case, because financial doesn't seem to be the best uh, year for DC comparing with other teams, then we will have to find solutions and, and being creative with uh, what we have. Yeah,
0: and and to be honest, I don't think anyone would argue if you weren't able to spend that much money, considering the whole scenario that this world is in as well, the pandemic and the fact that there won't be any revenue coming in from match days and things like that as well. So I don't think anyone's going to argue too much, let's put it that way. If we've got to be creative, let's be creative.
1: Yeah, Um, I think that's the way it's going to happen. The first season, that means the first season will be uh, an adaptation season also for me, uh, yep. in case we cannot make big investments and trying to build up uh, towards the second season where everyone knows my philosophy, my way of play, my principles. And then maybe we are 100% sure uh, having more revenues, like you say, mm-hmm. uh, to expend to more money and to make more specific transfers.
0: Yeah, and with that revenue, if we're scoring goals and we've got the fans in, we're going to make that revenue with the beer, (laughs) let's say that. (laughs) Um, Speaking of the roster, um, just going on from that as well, um, in the last sort of two to three years, we've been having a few homegrowns come through the ranks with the likes of Griffin Yao, Moses Nyman, Kevin Paredes, Donovan Pines, just to name a few. Um, Will you be looking to the youth to continue or will you be looking to more of the experienced heads in the, in the roster for your first season?
1: I think everything is about the balance. You cannot play with 11 young guys for, from uh, from our own academy. And, and I don't like to play only with experienced players. I think the club needs to make space for home ground players. Uh, they did it very well last season, the moments they got the opportunity to play. So it's all about the balance. Uh, those young guys also need the right structure and the right experience around to perform even better. So I will keep giving chances and minutes to home ground players, but surrounded by the ideal experienced players who can make them better and who can make uh, make them perform uh, even better than, than last season. So we will try to find the balance, but I'm a, I'm a coach who, who likes to work and give minutes to home home, home run players, as long as as they deserve it, you know you need to deserve yeah. you need to deserve those minutes.
0: Yeah, and I, I imagine on the training pitch, they're going to have to work hard to get those minutes as well. Um, I can't imagine you allow them just to slack off a little bit and just say you'll have ninety minutes in the next game.
1: No, no, <clears throat> sorry, I need a little bit of water. <laughs> <clears throat> No, definitely, it's a, <clears throat> it's it's, a, it's all about competition. Uh, the more internal competition you have, um, the better you, your roster will be, and 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 the higher they're gonna perform. Uh, I think the best competition is is always internal, is inside, is to fight for your position. And the moment you, you start uh, pushing each other, you get also your level higher. So competition it's it's important and that's why uh if we could get one extra player per per line that would help that competition and that that, that will push us to to perform even better
0: cool that's what i like to hear um we're going to move on to the uh, the segment called getting to know dcu now so few fans out there this is a segment that you love we get to know Hernan a little bit deeper now um so you mentioned before you were were a soccer player. Um, How long were you a professional soccer player for? I've been playing since
1: uh, my 20s uh, as as professional. So I made my debut quite late, Uh, but I was playing until my 36. So 16 years uh, of professional soccer career. Um, uh, Not bad. Uh, Also, thanks to Uh, almost no injuries Uh, so I've been fit uh, all my career I only got one operation on my foot uh, who took me six eight eight weeks to come back that was my longest uh, period uh, uh, outside the field so I played a lot of games and it was quite a a good
0: career I'm I'm quite happy with the soccer career I made yeah 16 years is pretty good going. and the fact that you only had six eight weeks out that's yeah. that's consistent that's great
1: yeah um, yeah I've been taking care a lot of my body and I had a healthy life outside the field you know how important that is I try to 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 talk about that a lot with the players uh, uh, your body is your fuel this is your mm-hmm. your it's what you need to perform and Uh, It's not only about good training, it's also about uh, resting good and eating healthy when you can manage those three points together. Then your chances to succeed and having a longer career are much bigger. So uh, I I was a good professional and that helps me a lot to have those 16 years of career with almost no injuries.
0: Yeah. So your first pro contract, who was that with?
1: With Independiente in Argentina. Uh, and with uh, Oscar Ruggeri as a coach, uh, former uh, world champion in 1986 with Maradona in Mexico. Uh, oh. So quite a legend in Argentina.
0: That's pretty good. How was that playing under him then? Uh,
1: well, I didn't make my debut under him. Uh, yeah. I got my first professional contract under him. I was training with him. I made my debut with uh, Chiché Sosa. Uh, also on old school coach great coach in argentina um but i've been also um, a f- soccer player under uh, cesar luis menotti menotti was the, the coach of that team uh, in 78 uh, the first world cup uh, of argentina so i get to know quite of uh, uh good uh, people with the name uh, at soccer where i could pick up enough information to put in practice uh, later on uh, when i started my soccer, my coaching career
0: yeah absolutely that sounds awesome i mean, i can't imagine what that kind of experience would have been like yeah yeah
1: there. and as a soccer player i also um, i was sharing dressing room with players like uh, sergio aguero or uh, romelu lukaku uh, playing together in anderlecht so yes. um yeah quite quite an experience to play with together with such such a talent who reached the top of the top
0: that's that's insane i mean every time i get someone on and i ask that question about who they've played alongside and who, who's the best beat and it's just some of the plays that come out is just unbelievable so let me ask that who has been the best player you've played alongside
1: well, I think those two that I mentioned uh, together with uh, Lucas Biglia, um, who also played for the national team, uh, were probably my top three. Uh, and then I, I had the luck to, to play against a lot of uh, big players like uh, Carlos Tevez or Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Courtois, uh, when I was playing in Belgium. Uh, so, yeah good experience playing with me and and against me. Uh, So those are
0: memories for the rest of my life. Absolutely. And if there's one player you wish you could have played alongside from the past that you didn't get to, who would have that been?
1: Uh, I think Juan Román Riquelme. uh, The number 10 of Boca Juniors, Barcelona, Villarreal. Uh, I would love to to have the chance to even share a dressing room with him or practice with him i think that's the the biggest number 10 ever and the last number 10 we ever going to see in in soccer
0: yeah Raquel May, what a legend hmm. i know him from playing i unfortunately not a soccer a professional soccer player i wish i was that would have been great um but i Lived through the dreams of playing football manager and signing Raquel May from Boca Juniors was always on the top of the <laughs> list. He was just a free kick specialist. He was absolutely awesome. Um, yeah, absolute legend. Um, so we've got a question on here, which is six aside team. So uh, six aside is quite, quite big over here in the UK. A lot of people play it. Who would you have in your six aside team? So generally we'll go with. A keeper, two defenders, a midfielder, and two forwards. Who would you who would you have in that? Oh,
1: uh, goalkeeper. I I will choose. Uh, I will choose probably Courtois from Belgium. Yep. Uh, Thibaut Courtois, goalkeeper of Real Madrid. Uh, central defenders: uh, Virgín van Dijk, uh, van Dijk from Liverpool, and Sergio Ramos. Uh, Midfield player, a kind of mix, box to box. Uh, it could be Busquets from uh, from Barcelona. Good job. And strikers, yeah, strikers. Uh, I, I won't go for the easy ones like Messi and Cristiano. <laughs> uh, I, I would choose. I will choose uh, Kevin De Bruyne and and, and Sergio Aguero. Those two,
0: nice. That's a good mix there. Yeah. Different styles of play as well. I think yeah, you have, quite you have well. speed,
1: you have speed, you have power, uh you have assist with the Bruyne, you have goals. Uh, so yeah, you 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 got me called on
0: on that when I was I wasn't prepared, but you have come out well there. You've yeah, come yeah. out strong, <laughs> and I'm glad you didn't go with the classic Ronaldo and Messi up front. No, no, but, yeah, no, that you couldn't that could do that. Please, yeah. Um, so we were speaking earlier about the fact that in the games that you've managed, um, there's been plenty of goals and we spoke about that 5-5 draw. But for you, what has been the greatest game that you've managed so far?
1: Oh, um, the promotion final was was amazing. Uh, we won both games at home, 1-0. In a way, uh, 1-4. Uh, 1-0 with, with supporters, uh, 1-4 without supporters. Uh, And then in first division, we beat Club Klubbrug and 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 Anderlecht, both teams. And Club Klubbrug is um, the formal champion, playing Champions League, having a budget of uh, more than 100 millions, more than us. Uh, In their stadium, we beat them uh, 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 0-1. And playing at home against Anderlecht, uh, beating them 2-1. So... We beat both uh, the two biggest teams in Belgium, uh, playing for a team, managing a team who came from second division. Uh, I don't think that's a bad performance for, for a, for a, a rookie coach like me.
0: <laughs> Just blow your own trumpet on that one. Why yeah. not? <laughs> <laughs> so when you faced Angela, was that when Vincent Company was yes. in charge?
1: Yeah, yeah. With company as a coach, uh, also a legend, by the way. Yeah. Uh, his career as, as a soccer player was amazing, and for me it was an honor having him next to me, a few meters uh, distance. Uh, because I w- I've been watching their games with with City, uh, mm-hmm. all all his career, also with the national team was was amazing, and and it's also really a real gentleman, and also a young coach uh, just starting his yes. uh, manager career, so. Uh, was was kind of a of uh, yeah a pleasure <laughs> to have him uh, next to me and also uh, defeat him in, <laughs> in 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 our game.
0: Yeah, I, there's a there seems to be a, a a breed of former footballers come through as head coaches now. So over here you've got Wayne Rooney, obviously former DC player, Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard, but in MLS you've got. Thierry Henry, who you'll be coming mm-hmm. up against uh, this season. Hopefully, fingers crossed, if the season goes as it should. Um, what's it like to transition from... I mean, I'm mean, i going away from the questions here, just a, on a tangent, but what's it like to transition from being a player over to being a coach, um, and especially when you've played alongside some of the players as well?
1: Uh, it's, it's not hard, uh, I have to say. Uh, I thought it could be harder... Mm. Um, but the thing is, at the same time I was still playing soccer, I was doing all my diplomas and all my UEFA courses to become a coach. So the last couple of years, I was already thinking more as a coach than, than as a player. Mm. And that transition wasn't hard at all because um, I knew exactly uh, what a player expects from a manager uh, because I, I've, been, I've been a soccer player two years, two three years ago. So that has a kind of a plus that, you know, the dressing room, you know, was the best way to communicate to the players. Players like honesty, likes respect, likes to um, tell the truth in the face, uh, like to to get the same attention, either they play or not. Mm. Uh, So you have those kind of codes that this new generation needs uh, to perform uh, this Players, these kind of players, these new players needs a lot of confidence, uh, positive coaching. and that's why I think for young managers like the ones you mentioned, yeah, the click with the, um, with the squad and for the uh, and with the roster is, is less hard than for a coach who maybe comes from another generation with another rules like uh, 15, 20 years ago.
0: Yeah let's move away from soccer now. So we're going to get to know a bit more now. What kind of hobbies do you have outside of football? or soccer, I should say. Um, More sports. uh,
1: uh, Playing tennis. I love to play tennis. Yeah. Um, I love to to run. Uh, So whenever I can, I try to run outside to do some fitness, to play some tennis. Uh, but for the rest, I I put all my energy in, <laughs> in soccer, uh, in watching more games, games of the league, yep. uh, games of my own teams, uh, of games of the opposition, uh, trying to pick information and ideas from other coaches like uh, Nagelsmann or uh, Jurgen Klopp uh, or Simeone or Bielsa. So I um, invest a lot of time a lot of my time uh, on soccer but every time i have a free space i like to go outside and 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 also why not being a tourist uh, I, I like to visit another cities i like to to discover the city where i live uh, new places uh, go for a restaurant visit a new a new spot so okay. i try to keep a balance uh, sometimes i'm not good at it because i i I spend a lot of time on my job uh, because that's my passion. And sometimes I forget that that's my job <laughs> because I, I do it with a lot of love and 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 respect, but um, mostly sports and discovering the city or new yeah. spots close to the city where I live.
0: Next question. Do you cook?
1: No, no, Aww. no, I mean, I can't survive. I know how to do a pasta or chicken or, uh, but I, I hate to cook. Uh, I hate um, most of all, everything what comes after cooking, the, the cleaning part and, and taking all the dishes. And uh, so most of the time delivery.
0: Ah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but, uh, yes. Actually, yes. Yeah. But cooking for for one it's yeah it's it's kind of hard
0: yeah it's a bit difficult if you're on yeah, yeah. I've been there done that it's yeah. usually ready meals that I've put in the microwave that's why I was doing when I was on my own yeah. yeah yeah um so if you were stranded on a desert island what album would you take with you or would you have with you to listen and that's the one album you've got
1: uh probably pink Floyd the wall
0: great shout yes.
1: uh, yeah something on that direction pink Floyd uh, radiohead uh yeah i'm'm I'm a, I'm a rock fan a little bit old school um queen of yes. the Stone Age uh those are my favorite bands oh you've just
0: You've just gone way up <laughs> in my estimations. I mean, every single player I've had on here has just gone some weird route that's spit, you only find in America. But yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> nice um, to the, have another rock fan. Uh,
1: the, the Beatles as well. Eh? The Beatles. The Beatles uh, I'm also a yeah. big fan. Eh? But I mean, music wise, I'm more a classic one, uh, old school. Uh, all this new music. I can I can listen uh, or I can go to a festival. Uh The atmosphere is great, but listen on myself. Yeah, those are the my favorite bands. Nice, nice.
0: I, Queens of the Stone Age, it's a great job. Foo Fighters for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's, that's... great. Uh, yeah, that's uh, great. Call. Eh? He's uh, the, the 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 same guy. Eh? Queens of Stone Age and, yeah, and um, Foo Fighters. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. He's. He's really talented. That guy, mm-hmm. he is insanely talented. Um, in this last little section, um, if someone was to ask you, "What's one thing that the fans don't know about you?" What would your answer be?
1: Oh. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> man, but probably many things.
0: Uh, I know you're, you're new to the club, so it's, fans aren't going to know too much about uh, you right now. But
1: I, I don't know. Uh, how can I say? What can I say? I play Copa Libertadores with Independiente, uh, and on my on my debut, I scored two goals, nice. winning four um, two. Uh, soccer wise, uh, in my soccer career, uh, playing Europa League for Herenveen in in Holland, I scored against uh, Hertha Berlin in the Olympic Stadium, where oh. there was where they played the the World Cup final in Germany, two thousand and six. Nice. Uh, my first game as starting 11 in Belgium I scored a hat-trick uh, and we won 6-3 and from that game uh, I never left uh, the first 11 anymore um, so when did you play for Herenveen then? 2009 2010
0: yeah that would have been before so uh, would that have been after? so I'm um, I, in in the UK, I support Middlesbrough, ah, and yeah. and I'm just trying to think, would you have played? I think it's after we signed him um, that you would have played for them, which is Afonso Alves, Brazilian striker. He scored many many goals for Hibernian in the Say Dutch again, league. the name? Afonso Alves.
1: No, I don't know him. No.
0: no. Yeah, no. I think I think we signed him before before then because I remember there was one particular. The best game that I've ever witnessed was Middlesbrough beating Man City 8 1. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. was, that was, something. I was there in the in the northeast corner. It was just something else. It was my niece's first ever game that she'd seen as well. So we're like, good omen. We'll keep her coming. Um, unbelievable. Afonso Alves scored a couple of goals. I think it was the only couple of goals he'd scored for the club, bearing in mind he wasn't mm-hmm. great for us, but he did play for Ven. So, now oh, that slight length there um let's move on to some quick fire questions this or that i'm going to a- ask you to pick your favorite um apart from the last one which is a bit of an odd one um so out of these two would do you prefer ronaldo or messi
1: messi yeah, No
0: doubt. That's, it's that's a bit coming from where you're from from argentina i think that was going to be Only one answer on that one i'm
1: coming from buenos aires uh messi from rosario uh santa fe but i mean two players very talented um i think christian i I have a a big respect for cristiano because i don't think cristiano has the natural talent that messi Mm. uh, has Uh, cristiano was all based on on training and discipline and commitment and messi is more natural But um, I'm more more a messy type. Yeah.
0: And the respect goes to Ronaldo because he's been able to continue doing it at at his age as well. And the fact that he's been able to do it in different nations as well. That's that's, ridiculous.
1: That's really ridiculous. Yes. Uh, It's it's amazing. That's why I say enormous respect for for the career. For both, eh? because both are performing year after year after year. It's like it's never stopped and... Cristiano is 35 now, I think. So it's it's, it's, it's unbelievable that those guys keep on performing the way they did and they do even getting a little bit older.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Next one. Um, this is obviously a big one for the fans. You're new to Major League Soccer and to DC United, but would you rather beat the New York Red Bulls or win the MLS Cup?
1: <laughs> That's an easy one. I think... Uh... MLS Cup um I mean when you win the MLS Cup that means you have defeated uh, the Red Bulls as well yeah, uh, okay. because you you have been strong enough to do both but of course the title is forever uh, a derby I know it's very important I know the importance for derbies believe me I play many of them but uh, when you win a title, you you are history and you write history. So MLS Cup.
0: Yeah. And I've heard you say this particular word so far throughout the episode, um, but I say the other one, soccer or football.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm I'm used to, I'm, I'm, I'm used to <laughs> say football, you know, uh, yeah. I'm trying to to stick in my head now that war, soccer. Yeah. Uh, because here football is for food, American football but uh no football football but from now on soccer soccer
0: yeah (laughs) the same it's it's very strange getting used to you saying the word soccer but we'll get there we'll get there yeah um so the next one is of a similar vein would you call it a shutout or a clean sheet clean sheet or shutout it's a very american term you don't
1: yeah I'm not, G, I'm not familiar i'm not familiar with that uh so clean sheet
0: yeah you you if you watch the games with the american commentary you'll hear mm. a few of them saying shut out when okay, instead okay. Of clean sheet. it's a strange one but yeah there you
1: go. I, I have to say uh the day we get points for having a clean sheet i will be busy with clean sheets uh <laughs> as long as you don't get any extra point for a clean sheet there's only one thing that matters and that's winning winning the games.
0: Yeah, score more than that. Yeah. If you don't score, you don't win. I don't yeah. think that's as simple that's as, that. as that, isn't it? Um, and now you've come from Belgium. So then this next question, because the spelling of the club can come across in one or two ways. Is it bear Scott or be a Shot?
1: Yeah, the first was excellent. Bear Scott. Uh, and when you have two vocals together it's like you need to go a little bit longer Uh, uh, okay Uh, but uh, your pronunciation the first
0: one excellent oh thank you i'll take that um and that is it we've come to the end um thank you for taking the time out to come and join me on this little old podcast over in england about this American Major League Soccer side. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure to have you on. Um, have you got anything that you want to say to the fans before we end the show?
1: Yeah, of course. That uh, I'm really looking forward to play again uh, in full full stadiums with our fan base. I heard the fan, DC fan base is one of, to not say, in the, the best fan base in, in MLS. Very enthusiastic, um, very Latin so looking forward to meet them all at the stadium and hopefully the times that they cannot join us at, at the stadium, we can a- entertain them uh, enough uh, from, from TV, watching behind, behind the, the screens. Um, and um, let's hope to be together, to stick together in good and bad moments, because uh, the support of the fan base is huge for a coach, but also for the players. So... Let's stay positive together and and believe in this new era in DC United.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. To the fans of the show, thank you for tuning in. Um, It's been a pleasure to do this show. Um, If you like it, hit the subscribe button on YouTube, subscribe on the podcast as well, leave a like, and hopefully a review as well. Let's be kind. Thank you. Five stars only. That would be nice. Um, And until next time, thank you, Hernan. Um, Hopefully we'll be able to speak again soon. And to you fans out there, vamos United.
1: Yes, vamos United. Ciao.